Hey everyone, it's Tony and Cheryl. Buckle up for this special Thursday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. So not only is it a very special episode, this isn't like one of those after school special special episodes <laughs> where somebody gets touched by the bike repair guy. Um, but this is a special episode because A, it's a Thursday. Yes. And uh, we're just back from our Disney World trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it is show number 300. Yay! But it's really not show 300 because we did shows A through Z before it, we did the numbering. It's official non-trial show 300. So we're we going shows A to Z were the trial period. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, well, well, welcome to show 300. We got like six listeners and that was enough for us to That's keep right. on going. That's right. All right. Let's start with the Disney Parks blog. The Disneyland Resort is going to welcome back guests from outside of California. Very exciting. They've been open since April 30th. And beginning on June 15th, they're going to be able to welcome out-of-state travelers back to their parks. That's awesome. They can now book their return on Disneyland.com. And, uh, of course, you still need a park pass reservation, um, which can now be done up to 120 days in advance of your visit. What was it before, like 60? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, it was less. And it didn't matter that much because it was generally going to be people from nearby who would be driving in. But now that you're extending it to people outside of California, they need a little more time to plan. And as always, if you are headed out to California and you need details, head out to Disneyland.com slash updates for the latest information. All right. The Jungle Cruise is going to open at Disneyland on July 16th. Yep. Well, we all mentioned that they are getting some modifications to both Jungle Cruises on both coasts. And uh, in Disneyland, the Jungle Cruise did not reopen with the park, so they are working on it uh, full bore, and it is going to be opened on July 16th, and the Magic Kingdom version will be completed during the summer. We just traveled to Disney World. We did. And we rode the Jungle Cruise. We did. Did you notice the changes? I did. Uh, The only one I noticed was the the guy on the the people on the pole with right. the rhino. And that the, the cast member specifically stated, I'm used to seeing a safari around here. Right. And they weren't there. Um, and also the Trader Sam scene at the end because it was just covered with cargo netting. But they did have, uh, you know, some puns and lines about the cargo netting being there. So they're working with what they have. Right. Okay. Um, Brandy visited Disneyland to kick off Disneyland's Ultimate Princess Celebration. That's right. Disney has created a a new celebration. um, And the Ultimate Princess Celebration is a year-long event which spotlights the courage and kindness that these princesses inspire in fans from all around the world. From Cinderella's generosity, Belle's ingenuity, Milan's selfishness, and Moana's adventurous spirit, Disney is honoring these strong women through music experiences a campaign, and of course, products to give back to children around the country and the world. Uh, so Brandy was there. Uh, she has portrayed Cinderella in Roger and Ham- Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, which you may have seen on Disney+. Plus. And uh, she created a, well, recorded a new song called Starting Now, which you can see online if you go to the Disney Parks blog. Okay. Um, the Disney Parks blog has been doing little featurettes on the Disney Wish. They have another one that's out there now, and that's uh, Frozen Fun. That's right, Frozen Fun. Um, there is going to be some frozen, or there are going to be some frozen elements on the Disney Wish. Of course, the biggest one we've spoken about so far is Arendelle, a frozen dining adventure, and there are some new details about that. Um, we 
as dinner guests, you're going to be invited to the Arendelle Castle for a royal engagement party for Queen Anna and Kristoff. And this will pick up where Frozen 2 left off. Elsa and Olaf host the celebration with catering provided by their friend Oaken's Hardy Planning Service and Sauna. Uh, live entertainment will be provided by local musicians who specialize in Nordic renditions of familiar Frozen songs. Uh, this meal is going to be uh, done in the style of theater in the round, and it's going to be a purpose-built purpose entertainment venue with dining tables situated around the small center stage with all the theatrical bells and whistles. They're going to have invisible fiber optics in the ceiling to uh, simulate Elsa's icy magic. And panoramic windows will transform from real-time ocean views to the colorful dancing lights of the Aurora Borealis. Uh, and then throughout your meal, there will be live musical performances by these characters. And you will even get to join in the festivities with fun table crafts, sing-alongs, and a grand finale. Um, the dining adventure also combines traditional flavors and ingredients from the Nordic region with modern family-friendly uh, fare. Um, over in the Oceaneers Club, uh, they're going to have a version of Anna and Elsa's Summer House, which will allow kids to test newfound icy powers during a frozen fun game, which is a series of gesture-based gesture games hosted by Olaf. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the Wish is not the only ship that is going to have anything frozen. Uh, the Disney Wonder and the Disney Fantasy have frozen a musical spectacular, which is one of their Broadway-style shows. And then uh, you can experience an entire day of Frozen on select Disney Wonder and Disney Magic summer sailings. Awesome. Yeah. And then last from the Disney Parks blog, they are offering a first look at the guide map for Avengers Campus. That's right. As, we may, uh, as you may know, Avengers Campus is scheduled to open on June 4th. Uh, this new six-acre mm -hmm. land... Uh, which also incorporates uh, the Guardians of the uh, Galaxy attraction that's been there for a few years. Uh, this new six-acre land is where you're going to be able to join all the Marvel action with Avengers, uh, like Iron Man, Black Panther, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Spider-Man. You'll be able to uh, try some inventive foods and become part of a larger uh, Avengers universe as Avengers campuses open in parks across the globe. Um, Spider-Man, uh, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure is going to utilize a virtual queue system, just like, uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Um, they are going to be, uh, enrolling guests two times a day at 7 a.m. and at 12 p.m. So if you're going to be heading to California Adventure and want a little more information on how that is going to work, uh, you can visit the Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure page. So uh, that's pretty exciting. I, I, like I wish have, I was going to head out there. I like that they have their own page. They do. All right. And Disneyland legacy passholder discounts have been extended. That's right. They've been extended once again, and they will continue to be extended until a new membership program is announced. Uh, so right now, the Disneyland legacy passholders can continue to use their discount through June 30th. Um, and these are legacy passholders. Okay. Uh, Disneyland is going to be ending their temperature checks starting on July 15th. That's right. They're going to I'm sorry, June 15th. That's right. They're going to end their temperature checks for cast members and guests on June 15th. However, cast members are still expected to monitor their uh, temperature at home and uh, continue to, you know, follow the Disney guidelines for illness. 
Uh, and then what else do we have here? The Many, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is going to close for refurbishment on July 5th. That's right. This is an open-ended refurbishment. There is no mention as to what the refurbishment is or how long it will last. But uh, if you're headed there for the holidays uh, in July, uh, you know, go, go before the 4th, not after the 4th. Right. Okay. Um, but the Matterhorn's going to reopen on July 2nd. That's right. It's always a cool time to be in Disney when the, the Matterhorn bobsleds are running, and they are going to be running again as of Friday, July 2nd. They have not yet reopened when uh, Disneyland reopened on April 30th, but that's not the only thing that's going to open on that day. Um, the Disneyland Hotel, along with Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar, Tangaroa Terrace Tropical Bar, and Grill and the Coffee House will all reopen on July 2nd to welcome the holiday weekend crowds. All right. Uh, a, some new images have been shared of the Avengers Campus at night. Yeah, you know, uh, I think you'll agree with me that between Pandora and Galaxy's Edge, um, these lands look a lot different at night. Uh, even Toy Story Land looks a lot different at night with the large uh, Christmas lights that are strung up through Andy's backyard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's, I don't want to say that the Avengers campus is as stunning as a Pandora or a galaxy's edge, but there is a certain look that you get to these buildings at night. Okay. And, and I think Imagineering is really taking that into account. So they, they do look nice. Uh, there are some pretty cool pictures. And if you go online, you can check them out. Very good. Moving over to Disney world. Uh, they have their park reservations completely booked through the end of May. That's right. If you want to go to Disney Disney World in May, don't if you don't have reservations <laughs> right. because there's nothing there. Yeah. Um, things book up fast. People don't know that. Uh, but if you're thinking of going anytime in the next year, <laughs> go ahead and uh, check for your park reservations before you buy your tickets and make sure that you book those park reservations at the time that you purchase your tickets. That's right. And, you know, I say that kind of in jest, but... Um, if you don't know, you do have to make park reservations. There are three tiers of tickets. Uh, the first one is just those who buy a ticket for a day. Then there are Disney World Resort guests. And finally, those who have annual pass uh, tickets can make their park reservations. Um, so there are three different tiers of, of passes. They allocate a certain number of right. spots to each of those tiers. Right. And uh, as you'll hear in another story that's coming up soon, uh, these passes will be available through at least 2023. Wow. All right. Uh, so the next story is that Bob Chapek has confirmed that virtual queues and park reservations are here to stay. That's right. At the J.P. Morgan Global Technology, Media, and Communications Conference, uh, Disney CEO Bob Chapek spoke about theme park technology. He stated how the... Um, park, the theme park reservation system and virtual queues are examples of how technology has helped guests to stay safe during the COVID pandemic. Um, but he did say that they would uh, be remaining in place uh, and, and expect to see them around, if not get some enhancements. So that uh, that's kind of big news. Yeah. I mean, the enhancements are the part that I'm looking forward to. I think park reservations are fine, especially um, with now allowing the hopping for people who like to, you know, get around a little bit. I think as far as planning goes, I don't like a lot of the planning. I don't like a lot of the fast pass things and, you know, the dining reservations, you know, so far ahead. But uh, the park reservations don't really seem inconvenient to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going – if I have to make my reservations right now, it's 60 days. You know, if I have to make my reservations 60 days ahead of time, um, and especially if they do fast passes again where you have to make your fast pass reservations – 
picking my park ahead of time is like a no brainer. I have to kind of do that in my head anyhow. So uh, that doesn't bother me at all. And uh, I am hoping though that if they're bringing back something like these virtual queues, that it doesn't just turn into another um, version of the fast passes where everything is completely laid out for you right. months before you even go. Speaking of that. Yes. Um, Disney has filed a patent for a dyna- for dynamic virtual queues. That's right. They pa- filed a patent application on May 20th um, related to dynamic management of virtual queues that provides a possible solution into the operational issues around queues. Uh, now, if you actually look at the patent itself, there's lots of uh, schematics and drawings. Flowcharts. And flowcharts and decision trees about how... Uh, you know, a guest with uh, that could be in two queues and wants to ride attraction A before attraction B, and it takes into account the wait time in attraction one versus attraction two, and there's all sorts of stuff going on. But, you know, it is Disney looking at a, a technological solution for waiting in line. Um, their big thing is that the uh, physical queues can lead to guest systems guest dissatisfaction and loss of revenue for the theme park because it frustrates waiting guests while also depriving other attractions of traffic and potential revenue. So, um, you know, it's just a lot of techno speak and pretty much confirming what everybody knows. No one likes to wait in line. No one likes to wait in line. And if you're not waiting in line, you're somewhere else spending money. Right. Um, You know, if you, if you're, not waiting in line, you're off getting a popcorn, you're shopping in one of the shops, you know, what is it that you're doing? Uh, We talked about this when we were just down there, though. If you don't have people physically in these lines, where are all these people going to be? Right. They're all just going to be milling around. Right. What It's just going to be, you know, madness in the shops and in the, the, the restaurants, like people just sitting anywhere that you can sit because that's really what people care about. Honestly, if they put benches all the way along every... Um, every ride wait through the queue, I don't think people would be all that upset. Right. Especially if they had cup holders and they were allowed to eat and drink in the line. People would be totally fine. Well, look at what it's like now. I mean, we've seen this kind of happen because every restaurant now, they want you to mobile order. Mm -hmm. So what happens? You place your mobile order. You place I'm here, you know, prepare my order. And then right at the entrance to the restaurant is 400 people waiting for their mobile orders. Right. So you've really solved nothing. You've just created another place for people to wait. The only difference is you don't have to wait in line and stand behind somebody else. You can sit down and wait. Right. Or you can walk 10 feet away from people and wait. Yeah. But you're still waiting. I just don't know what they're going to do if if everything turns into a virtual queue. Right. I don't know. They're going to need holding pens for people or something. I don't know where they're going to put these people. Okay. Um... Distance markers have been removed at the Ticket and Transportation Center. Yeah, that is uh, that is good. The stanchions are still there, so they're still queuing you through the switchbacks, but um, they have removed a lot of the circles that they had you waiting on. Uh, we were there two days ago, and they were still... They probably started removing yeah, them. It takes a while, I think. It does, it does. There's a lot of spots, but we were we were waiting on uh, like a number. Like we went to spot 25 when we yeah, were in the was... monorail. Now, the, the nice yeah, thing about the monorail is that they took out the semi-hard plexiglass they dividers. Did, they did not, though. So we got on, um, we got on the monorail and thought that that was the case. 
we must have just gotten on a car that did not oh, have them. I didn't because, realize Yeah, that. as we walked past, the rest of them still had the little huh. uh, plexiglass booths. They must have left a couple for maybe like really large parties or... Um, Handicap access. Right, exactly. I don't know, depending upon what kind of a wheelchair or a um, scooter you're in, if maybe you can. Right. I didn't even think to look in any cars. Maybe just the people ahead of us got frustrated and tore them out. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Um now, moving forward with uh, some of the COVID restrictions being dropped, guests can once again pose for silhouettes. Which is nice. I saw somebody cutting a silhouette uh, yesterday when we were in the Magic Kingdom. And previously, since the parks reopened, they were having to do silhouettes from pictures. Which is Which terrible. kind of defeats the, yeah. the, the enjoyment. Right. Um, so if they are now doing silhouettes, I would expect that caricatures and drawings uh, come back very soon as well. Okay. Uh, some new pavement is being poured, and that is at all at some of the spots where the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom used to be located. Yeah, they've uh, laid a couple of these new pavement spots uh, right around the Disney Emporium. Right now, it looks like they're on uh, Main Street, USA. So, you know, we've talked about how they were removing the game plaques, um, but a lot of, and the portal screens uh, still remain. The locks remain, but the pavement where the plaques were seems to be being replaced. We had noticed a couple spots where uh, these markers were on the ground and then they removed the marker and it completely was out of sync with the rest of the pavement because it was not discolored from the sun. Right. Uh, so they're just going around and, fi and fixing that now. Okay. Let's go to Epcot. The LED lighting is being uh, tested on the harmonious barges. That's right. They've added more flexible screens to the arms around uh, some of the barges, the smaller barges in the World Showcase Lagoon. Uh, so far, they've been conducting testing for fountains, soundtrack, and waterfall screen. And now it seems like they're testing the lighting arms on some of these barges. Um, your thoughts on the barges? They're big. They are. Um, I'm still holding out hope that they're going to look okay when all the water's running. I was disappointed when we were there that we didn't see anything happening. I keep hearing that this is being tested and that's being tested. And I was sort of hopeful that, you know, maybe something would be blinking or spraying water or something we while we nothing. were there. We didn't get anything. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm holding out hope. I think it'll be okay. All right. Permits have been filed for Club Cool and Creations, Creations Shop Lighting. Yep. This is just a formality. Uh, these two new shops that are going to be a part of the World Celebration neighborhood of Epcot um, are going to be installed. The uh, contractor is Sign Producers Incorporated, uh, and they've done several of the signs recently at Universal Orlando. So okay. uh, we'll see some signs for some new places coming soon. Good. In the um, Animal Kingdom, Imagineers are doing some restoration to the bioluminescent pathways in Pandora. Yeah, they've been doing this since February, and it continues. Um, part of the problem is that bioluminescent it's paint, which, paint right. which is essentially glow-in-the-dark paint, right? Um, it, it takes a beating from A, all the people walking all over it, right. and B, the Florida sun beating down on it. Right. So the paint fades, and then the bioluminescent doesn't bioluminescence doesn't last long. Uh, so they just continue continue to repaint it. Now the problem with repainting it is that they then have to put up barriers, which restricts the crowd, which then causes traffic issues in Pandora. Mm. And, you know, you, you can't win. No, no, you can't. Um, but instead of using the rolling planters, they're using interlocking plastic barriers. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, in Disney Springs, the Marketplace Snacks has a new um, a new treat. It's a Dole Whip watermelon parfait. It is. Uh, it is a watermelon Dole Whip. Um, and if you uh, are on the TikTok, uh, you can get a Dole Whip served in a watermelon wedge, which is only going to be available through September 6th. I mean, that's kind of cool, but I have to say that the not in a watermelon one looks like you get a whole lot more Dole Whip and it looks a lot prettier and a lot easier to eat. So outside of that one, the Marketplace Snacks has what they call the new Dole Whip Parfait, which is available with watermelon, lime, or a swirl of both flavors. Um, The watermelon Dole Whip in a watermelon wedge is going to cost you $5.99, and that is uh, watermelon... Ice cream with chocolate chips served in the aforementioned watermelon wedge. It would be such a mess. Mm-hmm. Does it tell you, is the other one the same price? And the parfait itself is going to be five twenty nine, dollars So okay. it's uh, 70 cents cheaper. I really wish I had either known that was there mm-hmm. or it had been available when we were there because that looks really good. Okay, now you did wait in line there. Oh, no, you didn't. You waited in line at the, the margarita, margarita stand, stand mm-hmm. and then left. Uh, and then bailed because I thought the calories would be better spent at Ghirardelli. <laughs> I got a milkshake. Yes. Okay. Um, the distancing markers are removed now from the bus stops at Disney Springs. We don't need to talk about that. That's just a fact. That is. And then in Flamingo Crossing, which is the new shopping area that they're putting up, um, the Fairfield Inn and Suites is going to open in July. Yes, they they are. Uh, Marriott's Fairfield Inn and Suites will be opening at Disney's Flamingo Crossing Town Center in July. They are going to join um, some other uh, hotels in the Alabama-based Yedla Management Company. Uh, Yedla also oversees the Flamingo Crossing's Hilton-branded Home 2 Suites and Homewood Suites, as well as a Marriott Residence Inn opening later this fall. All four of these resorts will have Disney Resort guest benefits. All right. That's good. Uh, The construction is continuing on the Polynesian monorail station, as we actually just saw when we were there. We did. uh, The port cocherie is uh, being assembled. The supports are up. And the actual monorail station walkway now has a metal roof connecting it to the Great Ceremonial House. Woo! Yay for roofs! Uh, on Disney Cruise Line uh, news, anyway, Biden has signed an Alaska Tourism Resurrection Act. So that's great news. And that would be President Joe Biden. Um, okay. Okay. So on Monday, President Joe Biden signed the Alaska Tourism Restoration Act, which was House Resolution 1318. And this will allow, uh, on a temporary basis, foreign-flagged cruise ships to sail directly from Washington State to Alaska without having to dock in Canada first. Uh, And this is going to be in effect until either Canada lifts their restriction, uh, prohibiting cruise ships from docking, or March 31st of 2022, whichever comes first. Okay. So essentially, that means it's good for the three Alaskan sailings that Disney has not yet canceled for July. Mm Mm-hmm. So if they can turn those around and get them on the water, they'll at least be able to get three Alaskan cruises out of Seattle. I mean, that's the news for from as far as Disney Cruise Line is concerned. But there's um, there's a lot of cruise lines that continue them, not just in July. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's right. for Alaska in general. That's that's uh, very good news. And then Broward County has granted approval for Port Everg- Everglades to talk to Disney Cruise Line. 
That's right. Port Everglades is another uh, South Florida port, um, and it would give Disney a dedicated cruise terminal in the Fort Lauderdale area. And, um, you know, Disney's been using Miami uh, for a number of years, and they are, uh, let's see, Disney's Port Miami is under a long-term birthing agreement until 2024, so they would look uh, to do something after that. Uh, and they are in Port Miami, and they've been there since 2012 with one cruise ship and an annual minimum guarantee of 150,000 passenger movements. Uh, Disney has been to Port Everglades before, but that is only due to storm diversions uh, in either Miami or Port Canaveral. Um, so uh, Port Everglades uh, is going to be negotiating uh, to give Disney the use of Cruise Terminal 4 and Berth 4 Um which would give them a year-round ship capable of carrying approximately 3,500 passengers uh, per sailing. That's interesting because they're going to need some place to put those, some of those uh, other ships mm-hmm. that are coming around. Yep. In Universal News, team members are no longer uh, squirting guests' hands with sanitizer before each ride. Yeah. The news here for me is not that they stopped but, but that, that they, they were, were ever it? doing it. <laughs> I mean, because Disney doesn't do anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. they've got the hand sanitizer out if you want to use it. But even in the height of COVID that, when they were open, they were never squirting passengers' hands. Right. Well, Disney has them out. But yeah. I'd say maybe half of them worked. Maybe a little more than half. I'm going to say, like, 70% of them worked. Okay. But a good 30% you'd stick your hand in and under and they were either, I don't know, broken or empty, which right. one of them was empty and it was like was we've got into the Magic Kingdom at like 7 o'clock in the morning. And it was already empty. And it was empty. It was like, well, this was never filled. Well, now Universal is letting their guests know that hand sanitizer is available but it is no longer mandatory. Can you imagine having to squirt every single person that walks through your line? Could you imagine doing that for 8 hours? Oh, gosh. No. That's awful. <laughs> Um, the only thing that would make me um, okay with it after a long day of squirting guests' hands is yes. if I could have a hot butterbeer. That's right. Well, um, it has been announced that hot butterbeer is going to be available at the Universal Resorts year-round. Uh, until now, it has only been available at the during the winter months at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, so now you'll be able to choose between hot, frozen, and regular versions of butterbeer, no matter what the weather is. Fabulous. Do you have a preferred butterbeer version? Just cold. I want it like a soda, basically. I enjoyed the frozen butterbeer. All right. And then lastly, SeaWorld will be the first Orlando theme park to allow vaccinated employees to remove their masks. Yeah, this is exciting. It is Um, exciting. So SeaWorld is never on the cutting edge of anything, (laughs) it seems like. Um, but they are going to start allowing their vaccinated employees employees to go mask-free. Now, there are going to be uh, some stipulations around that. Um, their SeaWorld's vaccinated staff will wear stickers indicating their vaccination status and must show proof of vaccination to qualify. Interesting. But it will allow their folks, as you said, to go without masks. Now, Disney... Uh, specifically, we were there all weekend, and I felt very bad for you know Me these too. folks in ninety plus degree weather, uh, having to stand outside and in you know inside everybody has to have them on, but to be outside with these masks on while the guests don't. Well, yeah, it was it just it seems ridiculous, right? That they don't that they have to have them on when they're you know working a job that's outside. You know they're 
they're, you know, doing the trashes or they're directing traffic, you know, out in the walkways and they've got their masks on. It just makes you feel bad. Right. As a guest that they have theirs on and you don't have to wear yours. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that that's going to be out the door quickly and hopefully it's SeaWorld sort of setting a precedent. I mean, you know, uh, Disney followed along after Universal. Maybe they'll follow along after SeaWorld. Maybe. The future will tell. Mm-hmm. All right, so until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>